0: This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays. Our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the cleveland sports fan himself new episodes every day at 6 a.m eastern visit us at redcircle.com forward slash cleveland dash sport dash fan hey this is scott and burke from the davis and davis show the podcast for everything ohio Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We
1: talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits.
0: Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen.
1: New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash davis davis,
0: Or find us on Apple Podcast, Prime Podcast, Google Podcast. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Whoa. God, that was a long break, wasn't it? A little oh, bit. He has some business to take care of. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Right. Actually, it's not welcome back because this is going to be the beginning of part two. Well, welcome to the show,
1: everybody. We're still taping, but you didn't know that. Because I, we, didn't, we didn't tell you that. I even changed costumes for this because <laughs> everyone listening will know that <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he okay. changes cologne too just so you know <laughs> uh, what, uh, 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 i am still drinking
1: <laughs> the same yeah I, i'm still drinking well i did add some ginger ale to my bourbon just to kind of thin it out yeah but I, I was I, chasing
0: it with ginger ale. Okay, so I guess I'm going to have to say this about about the Elijah, whatever whatever it's called. Um, after the ice melted a little bit, it drew it down some. I'm telling you right now, it is smooth as shit.
1: You probably should add that in an actual glass because in your... Is that a Brewmate that you're... Uh, you look at that. Uh, It's probably not melting.
0: Oh, yeah, baby! That's a good-looking color, man.
1: (laughs) But that's probably not melting fast enough for what the bourbon needs. So Mm -hmm. a glass probably would be, or a mug, would probably be a better choice for that.
0: You know what? Fuck it. No, it tastes great. Um, It's growing on you. This is not... Okay, the first hit that I took off of it about thirty seconds afterwards I had that heartburn feeling. <laughs> this time I don't have it. Well okay. good. so I, I'm I'm enjoying it a little bit more. It is not your top notch bourbon. No. But this would be great with uh with ginger ale or something like that. As a matter of fact, I think I'm gonna try it with some lemonade. Hmm. Um, I, I I've gotten into this lemonade thing lately. Like I'm mixing with lemonade now. I don't know why. Uh, I I can't figure it out. I I was actually drinking Finlandia vodka Ooh. the other day with. Uh, I started out doing screwdrivers. I actually went and bought like four gallons of orange juice. I was like, <laughs> ah, we're gonna we're gonna have we have it. I have it, but then I accidentally grabbed the lemonade and put it in. I was like, damn, that's good. That's some good shit. I also bought Tanqueray vodka, which i would never tried before. I have never tried Tanqueray vodka. I didn't Uh, know that they made a vodka. I didn't either until I was perusing the vodka
1: aisle and went, uh, okay, Tanqueray vodka. Okay, fair enough. Uh, very nice, very smooth, um, makes a decent martini, um, more on the olive side than the citrus side, I would think. But uh, other than that, yeah, I, I mix well with any mixer you want to put in it and, and not terribly expensive.
0: And for any of the children out there that are listening to this podcast, we do not promote the use of alcohol to drown your sorrows
1: or while doing heavy machinery
0: but if you're at home and your mother's not around it is legal for you to go and sneak a swig every so often
1: i thought you had to have parent rental permission holy shit not here in texas man oh really oh yeah well that's <sighs> <in> texas yeah <laughs> There's a lot of questionable (laughs) things that are legal in Texas. We're not going to Y'all are close to Alabama for fuck's sake.
0: Remember, we are
1: the law firm that doesn't do law. (laughs) Don't trust our shit. We don't know what we're talking about. All right. So we have done talked about our alcohol consumptions and done our reviews. And we are now on to (laughs) the cannonball run. End of line. Which yeah. <laughs> you have to get some end like Tron stuff.
0: <laughs> Every time Burke's, Burke talks, it's just gonna go <laughs> end of line. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hey, hang on. I, I have to do I uh, I have to do my <laughs> Uh, it's this one here. PC load letter. The fuck does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) You ever have one of those days? You ever have one of those days, Burke, where where you're just sitting there at work and all of a sudden it comes out? The fuck does that mean? (laughs) End of line. Oh, look at the pretty kitty! He wants to be petted for about three
1: seconds, and then he wants nothing to do with you. Alrighty then. (laughs) That sounded gross. Did you get the goat? Tell me you got the goat. I didn't find the goat yet. God damn it, what <laughs> I can get it on Zed for crying out loud. Get the
0: goat. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> hey, man. I, I, I found the... I, I found... And, and I still have... Uh oh! Uh oh! No, you don't. Other oh, legend. <laughs> Other oh, legend. For those people that can't understand what that is, that's Mister Oshimaita saying that he's a legend. Um. Ah. And uh, we you have all to watch your know...
1: levels on that. There's a little crackling on my end, so just you know, watch that shit when you're.
0: Wait, is it crackling
1: right now? No, only when you do the sound effects. What this one? Any of them?
0: Be legend movie. hey little hey, crackles you know, the the crackle I do believe is actually in the track in all of them um well let's see here yep crackle well oh, I hear crackle too but let's see
1: Yep, crackle.
0: Yeah, I hear crackle too.
1: What the F, man? Bye. You got some more you, you got
0: some sprain in the door, Lucy. I, I don't know, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. All
1: right, so so I got the I'm I'm representing Akron again. You gotta yell at me for this shit? I was wearing Toledo last week. Oh you shit. Bitch. I, I
0: I didn't actually notice that you were wearing uh, oh, yeah. The University of Akron. Akron. Now, you see, I hear crackle all the time, but it's, it's the freaking Bluetooth headphones that I wear. No, no. I, there's no
1: crackle until you do sound effects. So. Yep. Crackle.
0: crackle. You know what? We'll figure it out. No, oh, yeah. We'll figure it out. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what else. Yeah. What was that? Hang on. I think I need to turn the volume up on that. Oh look at that. It's, it's time, time to move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to get fatality from uh
0: Mortal Kombat. Um uh, yeah. Um <laughs> did, uh, did I play did I play the long one for you
1: but i said I, I don't care if they lay me okay. off either because i told i told bill that if they move my desk one more time then then, I, then i'm quitting i'm going to quit and, and i told dom too because they've moved my desk four times already this year and i used to be over by the window and i could see the squirrels and they were married <laughs> but then they switched from the swing line to the Boston stapler, but I kept my swing line stapler because it didn't bind up as much, and and I kept the staples for the swing line stapler. Okay, Milton. It, oh no, it's not okay because if they make me, if they if they take my my stapler, then I'll I'll, I'll have to I'll set the building on fire.
0: Okay, well that sounds uh sounds great. Uh, I'll talk to you I, later. I, I all right, bye. <laughs> I, I have got to figure that crackling thing out now. I don't know if it happens on the uh. On the our side or your side or yeah, um, I'll have to I w- I will have to check that out do a little investigative. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I honestly I I I picked up all of these drops like really really freaking quick today. So, um, hey, we're supposed to be working on another movie. Yes, yes, and what movie are we doing again? Well, just look at the backdrop behind me and you'll know. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, people can't see that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the second movie that we're going to review is the Cannonball Run. And then after this, after we review the Cannonball Run, we will sit down and discuss what well well we're gonna put one movie up against another and see which one wins
1: there is no winner here we all enjoy ourselves it's kind of like the participation trophy
0: and now burke is no longer with us (laughs)
1: Oh, this, so is just, this is just one of those instances where I like one thing and he likes another and he's wrong.
0: He just one of so it's all good. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. The Cannonball Run came out in 1981, was directed by Mr. Hal Needham, who... Did who, what else? Well, he's done several things, but he was... A stuntman first. If I paid stuntman knew. in the world, uh, he is actually the stuntman that supposedly Hooper was roughly um, written based about. upon. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah um, Not- notable films: Smokey
1: and the Bandit, Stroker yeah. Ace, Megaforce, which I saw in the theaters. Megaforce was awesome. Fucking Barry Bostwick on the flying uh motorcycle. That's I do shit not right care there. what
0: anyone says. I do not care if Rotten Tomatoes gives it a two, because it was cheesy as shit. It, but was, it, was, it was
1: it was great. It was the the nineteen eighties movie to end all nineteen eighties movies.
0: No shit.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man, I loved it. I loved that. Um, uh, but he, yes, he, he uh, did, did stunts and Blazing Saddles. I did not know that. Did stunts and Blazing Saddles. So now it goes beyond that. He's actually in Lone Wolf McQuade. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he got acknowledged. He, he was uncredited. Credits. Yeah, the original TV series of Star Trek.
1: No shit. All righty, man. Wow, wow, West. Hell yeah, boy!
0: I am telling you, Hal Needham was one of the biggest stuntmen in uh, in L.A. The Fall Guy was roughly based
1: around Hal Needham.
0: Yeah. How the West uh, Was one. very nice. Because Hal Needham, Hal Needham did what he had to do to make money. He became a director. If he directed a movie, you will see him in the movie. (laughs) Do you know what he played in the Cannonball Run? I do not know what he played in the
1: Cannonball Run. What did he play in the Cannonball Run? In
0: the Cannonball Run, when Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise get into the accident, and they're put in the ambulance... To be taken to the hospital. It only hurts when I use my finger when I point with. Uh, it only hurts when I point with my finger. Dumb Deloise, come on, man. Come on. hold on.
1: Are you? I tell- watched this film. I watched it. You uh, did I don't not remember watch that. this film. I watched it. I watched it today.
0: <laughs> I watched it, man. I watched, I swear to God, I Like I, I watched didn't watch it.
1: the other one, the one that I love, but I watched this one. How could you? Oh my. Because I didn't dig the DVD out of my fucking pack in enough time, but you had the thing on the thing. So I was watching
0: it today. Uh, two weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, he had two weeks. Don't give me that crap. That was I, lazy. Look, look, I got two pages of shit on this stuff. Lazy. Uh-huh. Uh, hang on here, Davis and Davis. Where's my Davis and Davis folder? Because I'm going to have to actually show you what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, cannonball Run. And I the
1: am one ac- the one accident. I remember is when Foyt gets into the accident.
0: Okay, hang on here. I am going to have to stop sharing my sound with you to do this. I love you, Burke. I do.
1: No, no, you
0: don't. Of course I do. (laughs) There it is.
1: Fuck, I didn't know Bianca Jagger was in this fucking film. Holy
0: crap. Uh and and uh let's move that a little bit forward.
1: Ambulance Boom. EMT uncredited.
0: Ah, uh, sure. Basic screen 3 And
1: the miracle of editing, this dead spot will be cut out.
0: What? Who the hell's texting me?
1: You fucking geek! That is that is a TARDIS. That's the Doctor Shut Who. Shut up, you fucking geek! <laughs> I don't even have sci-fi shit on my phone.
0: Oh, my God. You're not supposed to tell people. <laughs> what screen am I on? Screen three there. Oh, let's see. Can you see that? Yes. What do okay. you see?
1: I see an ambulance. Is it the very beginning of the film? No. Can you hear it? Oh, negative. I'm really going to. Oh, God. I must have. Okay, so I watched the beginning of the film two weeks ago, so probably forgotten about that.
0: Ready? Do it. You know, you guys are lucky. I mean, you tore the heck out of that boat. You're all right, Victor? Oh, I'm fine, JJ. It only hurts when I point. You know, maybe, maybe it would have been better if you didn't pay so much attention to those girls.
1: Nobody's perfect. That's true. Nobody's perfect. Except for him. To the hospital oh, about ten miles. Oh, yeah. How long will it take to get there? <laughs>
0: about four or five minutes. You can smoke through traffic like shots to a gun in this thing. <laughs>
1: Sorry, yeah. Actually, I I totally missed that section of the film. I I watched the them landing the plane, picking up beers, taking off, and I must have I must have gone past
0: that bit there. I apologize. That's right. That's right. That was I am am remiss. That was Hal Needham, uh, as the ambulance uh, Attendant. attendant. Um. Hal Needham directed the movie. I think I need to go through the stats a little bit before we before we go into our deep dive. <laughs> our our deep dive that I can already tell it's gonna be much my longer loins, than the first one inside my loins that I will beat you in the trivia for this. Oh god, yeah. I did not pull my trivia from IMDB. I don't think I did either, so we're both on an even keel now. All right. Uh, Came out in 19... Oh, come on. 1981. 1981, ladies and gentlemen. uh, It starred Burt Reynolds. Actually, this is going to take a little bit of time here. Yeah, there was a shit... There was almost Uh, too many fucking people in this film. All right, Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore, Farrah Fawcett, Dom DeLuise, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Jack, Jack Elam. Elam, God, I love Jack Elam.
1: Adrian Barbeau, and I love her even more. Terry Bradshaw. He was a sports guy, wasn't he? Mm.
0: Jackie Chan. This is like the first or second movie in America. It was his he, first movie in America.
1: That's awesome. And, and, and he got to show off his shit and his comedy, too, which was awesome.
0: Burt Convoy, or Convy. Bert Convy, Jamie Farr, George Firth, Michael, Michael Way. You Way? skipped over Peter Fonda, for fuck's sake. I haven't skipped over anyone yet. Am Um, I at the end of the freaking thing? Uh, Michael. Michael Huey. 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 Bianca Jagger. Molly Picone. Molly Picone. Peter Fonda. uh, Jimmy the Greek as Jimmy the Greek. As Jimmy the Greek, yes. Uh, Hal Needham, Albert S. Rudy was the producer. Rick, Ricky Aviles, and Mel Tillis. Yes. Now, Mel. Okay,
1: Mel Tillis. I love. Oh God, Uh, he is fucking hilarious
0: in this. But before we get into that, let's uh, let's let's take a look at at the box office for 1981. I don't, know, I, I don't know where to start with this. Um, the it, high- it's, a, it's a tough one because they actually
1: had a bunch of payouts that I don't know that actually showed up in the budget.
0: Let's see here. The highest paid show was Superman 2 okay. with $108 million taken at the box office. The lowest paid on my sheet, which is not the lowest paid, but it's the lowest paid on my sheet, came in at thirty-seven, and that was Arthur. With really more at three million six hundred thousand, and I quote that fucking movie all the goddamn time. Where the hell do you think the Cannonball Run came in? Unless you already know. I do not. I'm going to take a guess and say it was probably number nine came in at number three. Oh, wow. $72 million. Nice. The only movies, the only movie to beat it besides Superman, which, you know, Superman's going to win. Yeah. Superman. Uh, was stripes with bill murray oh god a classic and, and um
1: yeah so what was the budget what, what what was the
0: what was the budget that they showed ah uh, hang on let me scroll over to my to my budget o uh boom And give me a second because I'm on the wrong page. Got it. And we're working. We're working. We're working. 18
1: million (laughs) estimated. Okay. So, yes, 18 million. That's, Uh, That's estimated. Now, they did have a bunch of payouts after that due to a really bad set of circumstances we'll get into that later well, uh, yeah we'll
0: get into that that's um i don't know how to yeah i don't know how to to deal with that that may be something that i will let you talk about um the yes the budget was 18 million dollars opening weekend payout was 11 million dollars very nice Actually, almost twelve million because it was eleven million seven hundred thousand. Eleven seven, yeah. Gross U.S. Canada seventy two mil. Uh, So the people know. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but we didn't go into detail because I said we had to wait until we got to the Cannonball Run. This movie was written by. Brock Yates. Who is Brock Yates? Brock Yates is the actual
1: fucking big baller man who actually started and ran the actual race from coast to coast. The Cannonball Baker Memorial. And I can't remember the whole goddamn name because it's long and involved. But yes, he started it. Got it going. Participated many times. Uh, editor for... Uh, rodent track, not rodent track. Uh, oh God, what was the editor for? Shit. Oh, um, the, the bourbon starts in, interfering at
0: this point in time. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second here. Let me. Let me. Uh, Brad Gates was the uh, editor for, uh or he road, was. Ri- rodent track. Ro- writer for Roden Track. Yes. Uh,
1: and wrote a book which I read about the actual Cannonball Run, coast to coast, which is a great read. Uh, and he takes bits from other well, drivers. I,
0: that was actually where I got the information that he actually stopped the cannon, mm. stopped doing the Cannonball. Because it was becoming too dangerous, But yep. uh, well, I love I love the fact
1: that like, I think there was like five other contributors to that book, and they all talk about, you know, they get out of New York, blah, blah blah, and every single chapter, like chapter two is, "And then we hit Ohio." <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, mentions that in the Goddamn movie. I, I, he has a line about, you know, uh, until you hit Ohio or something like that in the movie, which I thought was hilarious.
0: Before we go into depth in the movie, I want to name off some movies that the cannonball run beat out in the box okay. office. Fair enough. The very next movie, number four, for your eyes only. Eh. Not the best Bond film,
1: uh, but they, they actually, this movie made more money than that movie did too, which I find rather really, because he's in it. Well, he's in both of them.
0: Yes, um, the Cannonball Run made seventy-two million. For Your Eyes Only it made like forty-eight, fifty-four million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me scroll down. History of the World, Part One. Only made thirty-one million. It came in seventh. Let me scroll down. Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark came in fourteenth, making twenty-one million. When was that movie released? June twelfth.
1: No shit. Wow. That that movie gained a little bit of traction later on in life, apparently.
0: Yes, that movie that movie made that movie became a cult classic well after it came out. Uh, Taps. I remember watching that movie. Yeah. Only made three million dollars that year. Uh, what else came out this the incredible shrinking woman uh that was the 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 uh oh god who was that i swear to god the uh this was the wasn't that the the dude from oh i don't remember I don't remember needless to say i'm not gonna go into it on that note uh lily tomlin that was it uh how much charles grody ned baby that made 20 million dollars
1: jesus fuck
0: came in 17th like i think i've seen that and that was not that great a movie Do me a favor and look up the final conflict. Final
1: Con. I can't spell, apparently. Flicked. 1993?
0: Uh, No, it would be 1981.
1: I'm not seeing anything on INDb for that. 20th Century Fox. Conflict. 1981. Sam Neill. Oh, God. Okay. That's a remake. That's like a precursor to The Omen. Oh, it's Omen 2. The Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Sam Neill, Don Gordon, and a lot of people I have never heard of in my life. Okay, fair enough.
0: And probably my favorite rom-com ever, Continental Divide. John Belushi. Man. Oh, okay. Um, uh, God, I want to say Sissy Spacek, but it wasn't Sissy Spacek. Um, do a quick search on that, because I can't look stuff up. If I do, I'm going to fuck up my trivia.
1: That's all right. That is uh, Blair Brown. Okay. As Nell Porter, John Belushi, Alan Garfield. I've never heard of any of these people except for John Belushi.
0: Okay, John Belushi. Ron Dean. I take that back. Ron Dean I've heard of. John Belushi plays a writer for a newspaper. Uh, God, we may have to do a deep dive into this. Oh, dear God ah uh, never seen it it's we will discuss this at another time right now we're we are on the cannonball run people. we're on the cannonball run hey can we what uh
1: a, i i am completely out of okay. alcohol okay i, I was man, but go ahead if you to, have a, if you have a point make it
0: no we had five minutes till our break Jeez, man. Your yeah, okay, bladder well, just, sucks.
1: Just, no, I just, I'm just i not out of alcohol. I don't have to take a leak. <laughs> I just have to get more alcohol.
0: Jesus Christ, I need to drink some more, motherfucker. <laughs> All
1: right,
0: we'll be back. Oh, man, I am so glad that we took that little break there. Uh, Had a good I, pee-pee again, did you? Dude, have you noticed as you've gotten older that your balls kind of rub up against your knees and keep them clean now no and the reason i don't have that
1: issue is i've always worn underwear that keeps them up and tight kind of like a bra kind of like a banana hammock. tidy whities
0: no fuck no fuck
1: no banana hammock well ish you know uh, (laughs) bikini style i guess you might want to say uh Poco <laughs> elegantes is some of the you know. Yeah, man. Keep that shit up tight, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't even know why I'm laughing. Oh <laughs> well, um, your balls are slapping
1: on your ankles. Mine are just you know, they're they're right where they're supposed well, to be.
0: I, I mean I okay. I wear so so you know bike, I don't want to know, but yeah. biker shorts. No, oh, okay. Um
1: you know, I can't it's... stand the shit that goes down my legs for no fucking reason. It's like I'm not getting on the bike, I'm not doing workout. I don't want that shit going down to my knees. Just I the cannot shit tight where it's at now.
0: I like the shit going down my knees, yeah. especially if her name is Heather. <laughs> All right, uh, we are back to the cannonball run, ladies and gentlemen. The Cannonball Run, my favorite movie from the from 1981. I can't say anything else because, of that. <laughs> dude. Okay, I have now favorite movies everywhere. Oh yeah. Uh, and now I've been.
1: I, I, I cannot find. Yes. Anywhere the yes. the girl that is at the uh, restaurant who brings out the order to Jamie Farr's car. The Rolls Royce, and okay. says this is the first time that we took an order by phone. I, who is that girl? I feel like I should know her. Like she's done something I've seen her in, but I can't find anything on IMDb. I don't know who she is. Do you do you remember who she is, or do you have any info on
0: her? I am, I am looking. I have no clue who the hell she is. Uh. Da, 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 da. Cannonball Baker, Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> as I'm, as I'm going through my notes, I do not have anything about her.
1: She's awfully familiar
0: looking, so we'll have to we'll have to figure that one out uh, later. On. That yeah, that may be uh, that may be a deep uh uh we we may have to actually look that up. Uh, cameos, cameos, Brock Yates. I wouldn't say
1: cameo. Well, yeah. Brock Yates is in
0: it a couple times. What are you talking about? Um, okay. So let's get back to the movie here. Um, we went through all of the cast, Mm -hmm. uh, we went through how much money it made.
1: Yep. 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 Uh, but Brock Yates being involved and in the film. And, and it's funny because they actually start the film and what? end the film it, in the actual
0: starting and ending point of the real races. He, I, I know I've said this, but I have to reiterate this. He actually wrote this movie. And this movie is 100% based on... Okay, what what are you shaking your head for here? I'm well, feeling like it, he got apoplexy or something. Uh,
1: it Yes, he wrote the original script. You are correct. Correct. However, comma, it did get appropriated by the director and the producers and changed
0: into something different from what his vision was. Correct. His vision was based on his experience running the Cannonball Run. Yes. Hal Needham, as well as the producers, came in, as well as Burt Reynolds came in and built comedy into it. Um, which kind of brings me to my first trivia question, my friend. Well, dear God, let's whip out the pages and see what we got. Tell me. Tell me, um, do you know the history of the ambulance? 1979 race at Yates Forum. He was one of
1: 46 teams in which director Hal Needham to complete the 150-mile-per-hour van converted into an ambulance with L.A. doctor Lyle Royer and Brock's second wife, Pamela Re- Reynolds, riding as the patient in the gurney. Is that good enough for you? That is very good enough. Transmission gave out after 50 miles, which is in the film. You know, the transmission was slipping mm-hmm. and they get put in the back of the thing. Yep, yep. Uh, wait, uh, wait. He did, gave out 50 miles short of the Redondo Beach finish line.
0: Did you happen to say who he was racing with? Hal Needham and no. Brock's second wife, Pamela Reynolds. The ambulance used in the movie is the actual ambulance that director Hal Needham and screenwriter Brock Yates. Wow. That's why it looks so familiar. Awesome. Souped up to race in the real cannonball run. So that is the actual, the actual
1: car that did the actual race. Correct. Okay. I have a trivia piece that you are that is impossible for you to know. Okay. In the movie, uh-huh. at the beginning, the, the Ferrari, cantus. the contact, or uh... no, 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 the Ferrari with uh, Dean Martin and Sammy Davis, yeah, pull over the ambulance, and they want to bless it.
0: That's not at the beginning of the movie,
1: but go ahead. It's 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 not the end. It's near the beginning. Go ahead. Okay. So that scene. Actually, takes place on a street that was going to be built for development, literally three miles away from the Portofino Inn in Redondo Beach, California. Correct. The reason I know this is because my dad told me this. He actually got to see when they were setting up for the whole shots, everything. This was lit on the way to his girlfriend's house, so he showed me this. This. The, you know, the main road, and then there's this curve off of the main road, and it dead ends. So they have plenty of places to put cameras and stuff where they were not interfering with traffic. But that is, it, it's a good hour before the end of the movie that that scene takes place, because it's it happens well before the desert scene and the big fight scene and the end of the movie. So, you know, an hour into the film, they're filming literally two miles away from the end of the film. So that's my little, that, my little personal bit of trivia from that film.
0: Unfortunately, I knew it. Because <laughs> we talked about it previously. <laughs> so, with that said, premise of this film is very simple. It's the race. It's the cannonball race, people. And by golly, it is the best cast That you will ever find in the world. It's a little Uh, busy. It is busy. But. 1980s. You have Dean Martin. And Sammy Davis Jr. In your movie.
1: They're kind of at the end of their careers. But okay.
0: Yeah. Well they were. They were big you know. 50s through the 70s. Uh, But. Myself growing up, you know, I was born in 68. I knew who Dean Martin was. Yeah. I remember the Dean Martin show. Yeah. I remember who Sammy Davis was. Mm -hmm. And by the way, he's black.
1: What? Hold on. Wait, I kind of half named my daughter after him. What the fuck are you talking about?
0: Um. Uh, and and in this movie they do make fun of him being black the and, sh- and short. The, the the how they refer to him in the way the chocolate monk the chocolate monk <laughs> and then my my favorite my favorite d martin moment he's small small or small s m all small, small. <laughs> Why, why,
1: why SM all and hold my drink
0: (laughs) comes up often in that film was like, Oh dear
1: God. After we said that, Uh,
0: (laughs) hold my beer. (laughs) Um, yeah. uh, Uh, let's see here. I'm, 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 I know I freaking took a clip out of this, out of the show that I wanted to play, and uh, now I can't find it. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that sucks. <gasps> <laughs>
1: oh, that sucks. So, did did you know that Brock uh, Yates invited? many of the original cannonball runners to bring their cars down so they and their cars could be extras, especially in the beginning of the movie. Um, I did not know that. That's how you have some... It's it's kind of sad because in the beginning of the movie, you can see this whole lineup of cars, but you can't really see them very well. But I mean, there's like... There's some really nice cars in that group. Um, And they used... The local um, oh, uh, weekend warriors, what do they call uh, the um, military people, they they used their facilities to lock up the more expensive cars at night.
0: Yes. I did know that. Hang on. I, I figured out where it is. <laughs> I'm such... <laughs> Ah, documents, movies, movies, it's in here. What do you mean nothing matches my shit? Alright, so essentially we're not gonna have that. I'm sorry.
1: Nah, I'm okay with that. I can't believe I gave my panties to a geek i can't (laughs) believe i gave my panties to a geek i can't believe crackly but funny i can't (sighs) believe i gave my panties to a
0: geek there you go that sounds a little bit better (sighs) um let's get back into this apparently jackie chan made his first u.s movie appearance Inspired by director Nell uh, Needham' need <laughs> notion of including bloopers during the closing credits, Chan began a tradition of doing the same thing. In ah, and
1: his films. Nice. Very nice. Ah. Oh, shit. I did have the thing about the same vehicle. The ambulance A Dodge Tradesman Ambulance was fitted with a NASCAR
0: engine. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Uh, What character does Burt Reynolds play in the first and second movie? J.J. McClure? You got it. What famous NFL player is in this movie?
1: Uh, we talked about him before. Now I can't remember his name. That's, uh, he's in the pool. Um,
0: uh, 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 Terry Bradshaw. J.J. McCall calls Farrah, Farrah Fawcett's character Beauty. What is her character's real name? Pamela. Pamela what? I don't know. Glover. Oh, very nice. What kind of car does the Sheik drive? A Rolls Royce Phantom? Okay. Who won? Who wins the first cannonball race?
1: The Lamborghini team of Adrian Barbeau, and forgive me, I can't remember her, uh, the other lady's name.
0: The characters were Marcy and Jill. Okay. What does Farrah Fawcett Trees.
1: Love? <laughs> yes. She loves being under trees at night with the wind blowing through them. <laughs> See, I what? did watch this film. I swear to God, I watched the film I don't like. I didn't watch the film I love. <laughs>
0: okay. I have you seen part one and part two? I may have seen part two.
1: I do not remember it in any way, shape, or form.
0: Okay, I, I can't ask that then. I mean, go ahead, dry. I, I'm I, whatever. Go ahead. Uh, in one scene the cannonballers are sitting at a roadblock when a biker gang rolls up Mm -hmm. tell me about tell me about the biker game
1: it is uh henry fonda is the the leader of the gang and the big bald guy if i'm not mistaken is also the big effing german guy that was in Raiders of the Lost Ark in the airplane fight scene
0: which you are absolutely correct about but
1: isn't it also the first appearance of Captain Chaos in the whole movie
0: but before we go to Captain Chaos I no I think we saw I think we see Captain Chaos before this okay I think we see him before this because before the accident uh uh with with Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise, um they're already starting to talk about him.
1: Well, they talk about him a him. lot.
0: Him. Him. Um anyway, uh where were uh okay, the the biker gang. Yes. For those of you who don't know, almost three-quarters of the people in the biker gang were from the movie Easy Rider. Nice. Fonda played a reprising his... role. <laughs> as his character in Easy as Rider. As his character in Easy Rider nice. for this show. Uh, when... When the road finally opens and the brawl is still going on, who is the only character left? Jack, Jackie
1: Chan turns around and kicks more ass, and it's awesome. Then he splits his pants before he
0: leaves. <laughs> okay, okay. Um. So we're we're. we're this actually goes before that that period. Okay. What is Dr. Nicholas von Helsing's profession? Proctology <laughs>
1: <It's here. laughs> Slaps it on Burt Rail's mustache.
0: What does, okay, you just yeah, you just killed the question. Yes. What does Nicholas Van Helsing do with his right hand before shaking J.J. McClure's hand? <laughs> well,
1: no, he coughs into his hand, and then he shakes his hand, and then he rubs his hand on his own vest. <laughs> what?
0: What is the only thing that Dr. Nicholas Van Helsing ever touches J.J. McClure with?
1: It would be his middle finger on his mustache.
0: (laughs) Uh, How? How? How could this not be one of the funniest movies ever?
1: Oh, funniest. Uh, it, It is funnier than the previous movie we talked about. No doubt about it. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. Okay. Let let
0: me ask you a question here. Okay. Who does Roger Moore play?
1: He plays Seymour. Oh, God, I can't remember his last name. Who thinks he is Roger Moore. Seymour Goldfarb. Well, then his mom, wasn't she in, uh, the, the Disney movie, something about candlestick or not candlestick, but, uh, she was in some Disney movies and a bunch of shit in the earlier. Uh, I don't return remember. to candlestick manor. I think was the name of the Disney movie or something like that.
0: Oh, it's right here. Uh, Seymour Goldfarb's mother, who played her? Molly Picone. Uh, Molly Picone does not have much screen time in the Cannonball Run. In one memorable scene, she confronts her son, blah, 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 doesn't say. Oh, uh, she is famous for... Molly had a career that spanned several decades after starring in silent films she graduated to broadway and was in fiddler on the roof oh god that's right she died in 1992 at the age of 93 good run um that we've had this discussion already that this was the show of cameos Uh, oh god yeah dean martin uh well he uh, wasn't a
1: cameo he was in the movie i mean you know well, i okay. I,
0: I don't want to say cameos. I, I, it was a big, it was a big budget, big film, uh,
1: studio production. So it right. was, it was kind of um, like, you know, Mad, 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 Mad World where you got like everyone who was popular together and just
0: kind of let them go. I mean, y- you had, yeah, see me, uh, Seymour Gold, not Seymour, you had Molly Picone, Mm -hmm. you had um, you had people like Jamie Farr who were only in a couple of scenes at the most. Um, Even Dean Martin and and, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. only had about four scenes that they were in. This was a huge, big budget movie. Oh yeah. Uh I was Oh. Oh, uh I think I think we're going to have to take a little break here for a second. Issues? Um yeah, people people just came home and they're coming in and out and all that. Uh, so I think we're going to have to take a little break here. Uh, go refill, go to the bathroom, have a good time. We'll we be back be soon. right back for the last half hour. Ah, Welcome back. Holy shit, people. <laughs> uh I just think we drink too much. Um. Yeah. No, I'll, eh. I'll, cut, I'll cut that out of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So what was your favorite part of this movie? Hmm. Well, on a personal level, I kind of
1: dig the fact that they end at the Portofino Inn, which is literally a hundred yards down from the beach. I used to hang out at like, you know, it's, it's not that far away from, uh, uh, good stuff on the Strand, which is a restaurant right on the beach right there, uh, which has a webcam that you can look at at any point in time to see who's walking down the Strand and who's eating at the restaurant. Which might even be, I'd have to look this one up, but it may be the same restaurant that um, Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez are at uh, in the movie they were playing Garbage Men in, which. Escapes me completely because of the bourbon. It
0: is the exact same place.
1: Nice. Nice. So, I yeah, I, I have some personal things about that movie that I dig. Um, oh, God. I I, I love the, the Lamborghini scenes when they're trying to get away from the cops and they jump onto the on-ramp and then back up. And then it turns out that it's a female cop, and and the female cop is <laughs> probably one of your trivia questions, and I can't remember her name. And she's a fucking uh, like <laughs>
0: SI model or something. Who is that? Uh, actually, I I have no clue. Um, what? It is not on my trivia list. Uh, let's see here, dude. I didn't do IMDb for this one because <clears> of the fact that. Uh, valerie you, perrin
1: there we go valerie Perrine. excuse me
0: there you go um i did not do i am superman because,
1: superman two superman three okay there you
0: go because of the fact that you uh you caught me on um. <laughs> numerous occasions <laughs> well that's why what? i kind
1: of i tried to stay away i like la- i like I let you have your source. I try to deep dive into other shit, but yeah, obviously that first film, we were fucked.
0: There was just no two ways about it. Um, okay. So uh, who was originally supposed to play Sammy Davis Jr.'s part? Ooh, I have no clue. Who was that? Don Rickles. Oh, God.
1: That, that would have been equally as funny. Uh, and that that Ferrari team was actually based on a real team that ran the cannonball run originally. Yes,
0: okay, now uh, this is gonna be a little bit long, but i'm gonna I'm gonna do it. It's not trivia. Okay. but it is knowledge is power. <laughs> there are numerous James Bond references throughout this movie. Resulting in a rumor that Alfred R. Broccoli had Sir Roger Moore sign a contract which forbade him to spoof or make references to James Bond in any non-Bond movie. However, in September 2014, during an audience Q&A, Moore stated there was no such contract. Hmm. but that he had promised Broccoli that he would never do anything that would hurt James Bond. Fair enough.
1: Although the license plate on the DB5 that they drove had the same exact license plate as one of the original James
0: Bond films. Correct. From Goldfinger. Yes. Yes. Or uh, the license plate number of the 1964 Silver Birch Aston Martin DB5, driven by Sir Roger Moore in the film, was 6633pp. Yep. And it was the exact same license plate from The Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker.
1: (laughs) Both really. Great films. Yeah. Uh, Spidey love me. is not bad. Moonraker. that yeah, was just cashing in some Star Wars shit there. It was, it was, it was not good. It, was it?
0: Was it really? It was um, not good. Because that was like the worst, uh, uh, technical shenanigans, whatever. Uh, what is it? Special effects. That's it.
1: Yeah i've ever seen yeah it was it was it was
0: it was ugly uh what was Bert Convey actually famous for uh match matt no he was a uh
1: i don't remember the show but he was a host on the show it wasn't match game it was uh oh god what was the game he was on i don't know what was it Come on, you gotta guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, shit. Something with cards. Uh, card sharks.
0: Ah, uh, yes, you got it. Oh,
1: God. There's a brain cell I didn't know I had. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Holy crap. I didn't think you were going to pull that off. No,
1: that was totally out of the rectum on that one. (laughs) Holy crap.
0: Uh, Okay. um, The Hawaiian Tropic NASCAR. Yes. uh, Was inspired by the real life. fire. am entered into the real race by George and uh, F. George and P. Brennan. The Fire Am previously has been run at the Daytona 24 Hours race. Nice. The owners had just stripped the number off the door and loaned it to the cannonballers.
1: Although in the movie... That car is owned by Haas Ellington. It starts off as a 75 to 76 Laguna, but after they paint it, it somehow becomes a Monte Carlo. Yes, did you? Okay. And I I saw that because, like, the bumper is like, I'm like, what the fuck did this? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was kind of flabbergasted. Uh, Donnie Allison's Hawaiian Tropic-sponsored NASCAR Winston Cup Series Chevrolet stock car. And then it turns into Monte Carlo. Like that's some really kick ass paint you got there, guys.
0: Dude, I yeah. Uh, who who do you think was the best actor in the show? I, I, okay, hang on, hang on. Before you before you go any further, let's look at this in perspective. Who was the best actor in the Gumball Rally? Ooh, yeah, that Row Julie is gonna be my absolute top fake in that. One. He stole he stole that movie. Absolutely. Now, who in this movie was the best actor? Fairfax's nipples. <laughs> okay. Who yeah, in... yeah, you can't tell me I'm wrong cuz you who... name one
1: thing from that movie that you remember the most, it's her goddamn nipple. <laughs> No, I would say Jack Elam is probably my favorite acting bit in that whole movie. I mean, I love really? I love Dean Martin to death in that movie, and I love Sammy Davis Jr. to death. But Jack Elam is just fucking hilarious. He's, he's, he's over the top and low key all at the same time. I love his performance in that movie
0: should i start should i start the procedure now should i start the examination jj oh she's a perfect specimen oh my gosh it's the perfect specimen jj should i start the exam uh okay you is fabulous he He really is is. he really Uh, is My favorite actor of all times is Burt. But I have to give the best to Dom DeLuise.
1: And and I, I I will back that up. If you're talking about the two of them against each other, Dom plays it more low key. And it's funnier that way. It's like, it's like Chevy chase when he plays low key in Fletch is the funniest goddamn performance he's ever made in his life compared to all his over the, and I know people love vacation and Christmas vacation. I get it. But Fletch is his absolute pinnacle of comedy and Dom DeLuise pulls it off in that film, he just undercuts him every time, and it's fucking hilarious.
0: Yes. Uh, I would have to say that. I I do have a trivia question for you. Okay. All right. Uh, Roger Morris car, Right. What makes it iconic?
1: in the fact that it's a db5 acid martin that's been used in many Bond films and actually has all the gear from the bond films
0: oh i think you're i think you're on the same track
1: i mean it has the ejector button that doesn't work until he gets into the car and injects himself out of the car at the end of the movie
0: what makes it iconic
1: it's a Fucking Aston Martin DB5 for fuck's sake in silver. And that's Bond's car. That's okay. Bond's car for 50 fucking years. Okay,
0: Roger Moore. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for this? All right, let's do it. Okay. The 1964 Aston Martin DB5 driven by Roger Moore is the same Aston Martin used in Goldfinger. Ooh, that I did not know. Ooh, this gets better, my friend. (laughs) When it was driven by Sean Connery, the iconic Bond car went through several owners before being purchased by a car collector, Anthony Pugilis III, in 1986 for $250,000. Oh, God, that's it? Yeah, that was it. Are you ready for this? Mm Mm-hmm. The car was stolen from Pugetley's storage facility in 1997 and has never been recovered. No shit.
1: Now well, that sounds like a scam to get insurance money, but whatever.
0: Fuck yeah. I am the best trivia guy in the world. <laughs>
1: Until we get into my shit. <laughs> okay so we do have to go into the darker side of this story there was a tragedy involved and involved the yeah. db5 yes there was an accident and there was a um uh, german american stunt woman named heidi von belts uh former championship skier stunt woman uh, who was critically injured in a car crash during that film, uh, and she came in as a replacement for another stunt woman who had a family emergency. Uh, and 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 to back up a little bit, I, I, I till this day I did not notice that in every other scene with Roger Moore, there's a different woman in the goddamn passenger seat. He has a different girlfriend.
0: There's like five or six of them. But anyway, yeah, it, 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 that was. That was absolute brilliance by Needham.
1: Yeah, it was just like so subtle that like, you know, it, it took a third watching of that film to go, wait a minute. He's got a different bitch now. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, the car, the Aston Martin that they used in there, and they had done a number of takes. Um, it was out it very hot weather. For some reason, it was the very last take uh, she did not put her seatbelt on. Um, the tires were bald. There were issues with the car. Um, defective steering, a defective clutch, a s- defective speedometer. Um, and Nickerson had asked for repairs to the car, and while some were done, others were left unfixed, including the lack of seatbelts. During the planned stunt, the car collided head-on with a van, breaking Von Belt's neck and leaving her a quadriplegic. Yes. Um, she was eventually awarded $7 million for that accident. Um, she only ended up with $3.2 million of it. Um, her lawsuit against the movie's producers had led to a required seatbelt use in all stunt cars from then on and caused the Director's Guild to prohibit directors from altering stunts on location. So sad fact, and and you know you, you hate to hear when stump people get hurt, but it happens. So. Mm. so going on to lighter things. Burt Reynolds did this film. How much did he get paid for this film?
0: Ooh. Oh, you probably know this one. You've been looking up shit. uh, Yeah, but I don't know if I have. I don't think I have salaries on my list. Uh, I think it was like 5
1: million. It was 5 million dollars. And you know how many days he shot? Oh, shit. No. 15 days. That's it. That's it. They had him for 15 days. He did this as a favor to Hal Needham because he had done a number of films with Hal Needham. So he was only there for 15 days, got $5 million, and then at that point became the highest paid actor in all of Hollywood at that point in time.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, I had the, no clue about
1: that. Yep, um, the desert scene where they're having the fight—people were passing out from the heat. It was so bloody hot. There was none enough <laughs> water. People <laughs> were just literally just falling <laughs> on the ground, passing out. Um,
0: I, I the the Lamborghini in the very beginning of the show. Yes, uh, I can tell you, it's chassis. One, one, two, one, 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 two. How many exhaust pipes did it have? I don't know.
1: Twelve. One for every fucking cylinder
0: on that car. I didn't even um, look that fact up. (laughs) Uh, But... um, Let's see here, Adrian Barbeau drove it, Tara Mm -hmm. Buckman drove it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is the 30th car to be included, where? I do not know. It is the 30th car to be included on the National Historic Vehicle Registry. At the United States Library of Congress.
1: Very nice.
0: And is shortlisted of cars to be considered of national importance to the United States.
1: I got to watch a YouTube video of one of a gentleman who had run the Cannonball, who got invited down by Brock Yates with his lotus esprit which of course was broken (laughs) it was in atlanta at the time thank god so they got the car put onto a, a lift taken down to the chute area they push it off they put it there and so this this gentleman who was invited by brock and his car were there uh he is in the bar scene and uh, he's got this great inter- interview on YouTube where he talks about he was in television, so he kind of knew, you know, blocking and everything. He's like, I knew where the camera was going to pan to. So I stood there. And so he's wearing a, a blue blue and white America cap or something like that. So he's got his seven, seven seconds of fame. Um, <laughs> there. <laughs> and his brother was also there in a red and white cap at the beginning of that scene. Um, but there was a, crane set up with a big light um obviously at night they wanted to show some moonlight so they could actually see the cars and everything like that they overextended the crane the crane fell while this guy was in his lotus it crushed an ac cobra a real one fuck, behind him it did not hit his car in any way shape or form um but yeah they they had to fix the cobra for that but uh yeah it was it it is a great little interview to watch on this thing but um yeah so I mean officially the cost of the film was around 20 million however the payouts for the fixing the cars and the lawsuits after that probably bumped it up a little bit more so and who was the only person in that whole film nominated for an award?
0: I would. I think the. Uh, I think the the. Um, common answer would be probably Burt Reynolds. But no. I'm going to say Dom DeLuise as the supporting. Now,
1: Fair was nominated for a Razzie Award.
0: No, she was nominated for her nipples.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Here, wait a minute.
1: Here. Hold on. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, got that, got that uh blah 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 blah, blah. I gotta make sure I get all this shit in here a hundred from yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I believe, oh well, there is a quote from Brock Yates about how he uh named the movie after his run, but he later was embarrassed by the film itself, so I don't think that was the film Brock wanted to see. And that's kind of one of the reasons I think that the previous film is kind of the film he probably wanted to see. I, I Okay. I'm going to go then, through. And, and this gonna... is a film. I, I, I love this film. Don't get okay. me wrong. Uh, I will watch this film any time it is on. It is funny as hell.
0: It's don't give your lapsed, synopsis it, it, yet it's, because we're not at okay. the end. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Don't give your synopsis until we're at the end.
1: Oh, God. Okay. What do we got left?
0: Uh, The first highway patrol officer that pulls over Adrian Barbeau and Tara Buckman was...
1: Oh, shit. I half know this one, but I can't recall it at the time. He... He wasn't a stunt driver. Who the fuck was he? He was somebody in sports. No. Nope. Okay. I give up. Who was he?
0: Burt Reynolds. What? Burt Reynolds in disguise. No shit. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, What request was made of the movie? To the governor of Georgia. Oh
1: crap. That I do not know not to give any speeding tickets? I don't know.
0: The producers asked the governor of Georgia if the crew could shut down the center of a town so a plane <laughs> could land in it. <laughs> The barriers that the police used to block off a section of the street could be seen in the movie.
1: Which I did see those. I was like, hey, wait a minute. They're blocking off that street right there.
0: I'm starting to feel like I'm getting the trivia thing here in town. How many hours did the majority of the cast work? Actually, how many days did the majority of the cast have to work on the project? I would say 30. The bulk of the stars on this movie only worked for one, two, or three days. Well, wow.
1: So Bert actually did triple time.
0: Well, they were, they were the headliners, yeah. so. Ah, uh, let's see here. Director Hal Needham shows up in this movie four times. Can oh, you name me? Nope. I cannot.
1: I mean, obviously... In the ambulance, the first time, I would imagine probably in the bar scene at the beginning of the movie. He's probably at the end of the movie in the Portofino. And then I would say, possibly the fight scene in the desert.
0: First, as the EMT in the back of the ambulance. Okay. Then, as the voice of the cop in the speed trap. Ah. Then, as the truck driver, who calls Sir Roger Moore on the CB.
1: (laughs) Please speak the Queen's English, or we shall no longer converse.
0: And finally, he ends up in the bloopers at the end of the movie. And Casey Kasem made
1: a, a spot appearance on the radio. Casey Kasem!
0: Of all people, one of my heroes. I love Casey. Uh, Let's see here. I think I have one more. Um, In one of the earlier scenes in the movie, J.J. McClure, Burt Reynolds said, could get a black Trans Am.
1: (laughs) In reference to his previous movie.
0: And then answered himself, nah, it's been done before. Been done before. (laughs) What is this in reference
1: to? Oh, could it be I don't know. Uh uh uh, Star Wars, no. Uh uh, uh, Apocalypse Now. No, that's not it. Uh maybe smoking the bandit? (laughs) do you know one of the ladies like the there was a a pair of ladies that actually ran a limousine in the actual race it was one of the few accidents in in some of the original races and they like went off the road and somebody broke her arm but that was like the worst of the accidents in the
0: original races
1: god
0: man okay i uh, um I, I I'm I'm heading to the rotten tomato. Okay. We discussed the rotten tomato for the the gumball rally. Mm-hmm. The rotten tomato for the cannonball run. Guess. I would say that's
1: probably around the thirty-five percent range.
0: 29. Well, kind of close. Uh, audience 61. Okay. I was going I was going to
1: say in the upper 50s, so yeah, okay.
0: So, let's go to Roger Ebert. Rog- Roger
1: Ebert. He fucking hated this film. Hated it. I believe he gave it a 0. 0.5 if I'm not
0: mistaken. Uh, it was a 0. 0.5. Yep. The cannibal run is not it. Wait, hang on. Is an abdiction of artistic yep. responsibility at the lowest possible level <laughs> of ambition. Did really? Did he really say that? Yeah, probably in other words they didn't even care enough to make a good lousy movie <laughs> wow i i named off like three reviews from other people and i after roger ebert's roger did i say roger 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 ebert who, honestly, I think was one of the worst reviewers of movies throughout my life.
1: Yeah. I was one of the other guy, but yeah. I mean,
0: you know, uh, they were mainstream dudes. Vincent Camby of the New York Times. Inoffensive and sometimes funny. That's a really good review of that movie. There, there, there you go. The movie, uh, yeah, who is this? Diego Galan from the um, El Paz <laughs> in Spain. The movie doesn't go beyond repeating a formula of parallel stories. That's that's totally positive there. Variety, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> variety, full of terribly inside showbiz jokes. You have three quarters of showbiz. Yeah. What do you expect? Uh, Fully of terribly inside showbiz jokes and popularity by what could be called Burt Reynolds and Hal's Rat Pack.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? You you do a movie that the people want to see. And obviously,
0: people want to see this movie. Here's, here's the problem. 2961. Guys don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay, I'm good. Both, both of these films
1: are literally cult classics. Now, granted, this one made... You know, a hundred million or so in the box office, something to that effect. Uh, yeah, over hundred one million. Made... It, it it supposedly cost twenty million, but once again, they had to pay out some more shit after that. So it could have been closer to thirty, but they still made a hundred million. So that was a in in anybody's eyes a successful
0: film. So, so. Answer me a question here, Burke. You riddle me this? Riddle me this. Uh, which of these two movies tops each other?
1: Uh, well, we, we, you're going to say this one. I'm going to say the other one. I mean, I could watch the Gumball Rally back-to-back three or four times and enjoy it every single time after number three of watching this movie, I would get a little tired of it.
0: Okay. Uh, So, and let's face it, an
1: ambulance passing a 220 mile per hour capable Countach just is not in my wheelhouse of possibilities. Don't like it. Not gonna believe it. Don't care if Dom DeLuise turns into fucking Captain <laughs> USA. Don't fucking care. It's fucking stupid. It's a stupid movie. It's like you got to be in that stupid mood to enjoy that movie.
0: But you see, we have we have several movies in our 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 repertoire where <laughs> where. That is the fact. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Uh, Airplane. Airplane is a movie upon itself. But these are movies that are based on, on on comedy, and and They're that's based what... on, no no no. They're based on absurdity. And that's what this movie is based
1: on. Yes, it is an absurdist comedy, whereas the former movie is a little more grounded in reality. So, And I like them both for for different reasons. And like I said, okay, if I'm drunk, I will probably enjoy Cannonball Run more. So so if you had to ask me on the bourbon meter. Well, we we aren't to
0: that point yet. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. But uh, here. Okay. The final thing that I want to say before we get to the bourbon meter is that this movie is kind of the quintessential 1980s comedy where you really kind of. You're just there to have fun. Oh, yeah. it It is a mindless movie. Uh, the Cannonball Run was a movie, or not the Cannonball, the Gumball Rally was a movie that was made that was supposed to make a point. So I... Uh, okay, what point would that be? Uh, that point would... Kind of be that There are people In America that want to go race And The rich folk Are going to go race
1: 55 miles an hour is not mm-hmm. Not good Who was it
0: that started The gumball rally Brock Yates No Who was it that started the gumball rally in the movie? Michael Saranzen. That's right.
1: The rich dude.
0: The rich dude. I'm not bringing money into this or anything like that, but but the cannonball run, no, you know, really, you can't. You can't put money into it, because the Gumball Rally, you look at some of the people. There's a guy that raced on a freaking motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of money involved there. Motherfucker, I'm about to contradict myself once again. (laughs) The thing about both these movies is that they're both about the passion to do something it's not just racing it's the passion to do something you got a guy on a freaking motorcycle who doesn't talk through the whole fucking movie
1: homage to charlie chaplin i mean it kind of looks like and then you got these guys in an ambulance that just want to finish the race and win you know it's it's
0: you know okay so let's get to the bourbon scale (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and and then i will do my close out for this and you can do yours after okay uh what's your bourbon scale on the, the cannibal, cannibal run,
1: run. i would i can go at least one bourbon and totally enjoy this movie i i, I could even go a half a bourbon and still enjoy it. it it is a completely different experience And once again, it really depends on the mood as to what I'm in the mood for. If I'm in the mood for zany comedy, uh, you know, I could watch Stripes. I could watch Caddyshack. I could watch this film. It's kind of the genre that I set this film into. It's that absurdist comedy movie. So uh, it has its place in it has it has its place in my in my heart
0: i am going to give this movie a half uh i could watch this movie every day <laughs> it has a lot of actors that i love it has a lot of my past uh it has my my fascination for automotive sports, uh, not any motor sports, motorcycle car. I don't care. I told Bert, if I ever won the lottery, (laughs) I would do a gumball rally, but everyone had to use English cars. British. Didn't I say English? You said English. Yeah. You mean British. Okay. What? Well, yeah, we're going to nail it down here. It's got to <laughs> come from, from the Great Britain. Yes. Yeah. It's got to come from the island.
1: Wait, wait. Can we include Fiat's, maybe? Just maybe? No, that's French. No, fiat's are Italian, but whatever. Um, I thought Fiat's were. Oh, Fiat's right. Italian, dude. Come on, you're right. A Fiat X19 would be awesome. Um, no. And break down as much as any British car.
0: No. No. Oh
1: come no. on. No. They're right next to each other, for fuck's sake. So. <laughs> I still Fiat, believe. Because I would love to drive a Fiat Spider.
0: I. Like, yeah. s- <laughs> I still believe. That the Cannonball Run is a hell of a lot better than the Gumball Rally. Okay.
1: And, and you are entitled to your opinion, and I will support you wholeheartedly. If, I, if, you, if you handed me two films and said you can only watch one, I would choose the Gumball.
0: And he smokes a lot of crack. But that's okay. That's so all right. now... We are at this point where Burke looked at me and he was like, I want you to pick this movie for us to review next week. He didn't actually say that. I didn't say that. But I'm going to say he said that. So it kind of makes me go into a different realm here. Because we're, we're, we're now picking two, sh- two movies to oh, review God. in the week. And I have decided that since one movie, Murder by Death, was brought up tonight, that has to go into the list. Uh, I'm all down for that. I love that movie. The second movie that we will review after that is going to be my favorite movie of all times, which is Lone Wolf McQuaid.
1: We're going to do an absurdist comedy and lone wolf mcquade yeah
0: do you know the the movie at all
1: i honestly don't think i have ever seen that movie really i don't think i've ever seen that movie
0: no you're kidding well there's a lot of them out there i haven't seen but let me let me look at my list here Hey, guess what? Is that it that movie? Our- that movie has been in our our folder for over a month and a half. Oh shit. Yeah. Both movies are in our folder. Wait, Chuck Norris is in this fucking thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee I've never seen this.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: I think The only movie I have ever (laughs) seen with Chuck Uh Norris is the Bruce Lee film. Really? Yeah, I think that's the only one I've ever seen, movie-wise.
0: So in two weeks, we have to review Lone Wolf McQuaid. David Carradine,
1: Barbara Carrera. Oh, shit. That's got some all right people in it.
0: Hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? But but what, what Hal Needham directed makes, this one? No, he, he makes make, it, Makes an, an appearance? He's one of the stunt man. Mm. And you will actually notice him when he is
1: <laughs>
0: when he's showing on scene. Um we will actually have Scott's mother show up online for this review she'll only be here for about five minutes (laughs) (laughs) okay but she has to explain the fact that she had to watch literally this bitch took my lone wolf McQuaid VHS tape and smashed it into pieces because I played it every day I would get home from school and I would play Lone Wolf McQuaid. Wow. God, it's like the worst movie in the world. But you will love it. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of trivia here, my friends, Lone Wolf McQuaid is actually big or the the basis of um Chuck Norris's TV show.
1: The Texas Ranger?
0: Yes, Walker Texas Ranger. Alrighty then. Was originally based off of Lone Wolf McQuaid. Interesting. After about the first five minutes, you all will hate me. Because <laughs> it's bad, but it's so good.
1: It almost sounds <laughs> like killer clowns
0: from outer space. How'd you like to bite into that, Tevelic? and be dragged to death. Oh, God. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, anything else for you? Hey. What? Anything else?
1: I'm spent. Okay. I don't know if that's good, bad. Yeah, I'm done. I, I got nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you might drink too much. You might want some of this behind me. <laughs> you might want to be a better person. <laughs> yeah, world. <we're> okay. <laughs> we're old used and spent Ah, on that note people we're gonna take off here i think you guys know that the cannonball run is the better film hey did we do our bourbons we didn't we did our bourbons
1: i you were at like uh 0.5 and i was at zero for mine so yeah yeah it was a whole one for me on cannonball because I, it's just uh, yeah, it's 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 goofy, and there's enough goofy movies out there. That I don't, you know, I just, dude, yeah.
0: dude, dude, you smoked too much pot.
1: Whatevs, we y'all, y'all have a good night.